In the second of the three-part Meet the Makers special, we spend some time with Macarena. Happily tucked away in her home in the woods in Uruguay, Maca enthusiastically shares with us the revelations she has had by spending time with her beloved grandmother. Maka is a fire starter and we hope this is an episode that will warm your soul. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of She Rocks Global. This is the second of one of our special episodes that we're doing for She Rocks Global for this season. Today we'll be doing the second interview amongst ourselves where we'll be interviewing Maka. All of you as our listeners will know that Maka sits in Uruguay. She's passionate about many, many things. And so in this conversation, we hope to find out a little bit more about her. I'm Nwabisa, sitting in Cape Town, South Africa, and interviewing with me is Zoya, who's sitting in Belgrade, Serbia. Hi, Zoya. Hello, Nwabisa. I'm really excited. Hello, Maka. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. It's so different to be on this side, you know, of the table. Are you nervous? Definitely, because I know how you interview ladies, my dears. <laughs> that we always say to our guests, you are exactly as you are and exactly where you're meant to be. So hopefully we'll have fun. So in the spirit of having fun, Maka, how about you introduce yourself to us in the way that you think makes sense to us and to our audience? It's something I need to do because we ask our audience to do it, but you both know that this is very difficult for me to define myself, but definitely I would define myself like a person that enjoys connecting people, that enjoys working with women. Um, I love solving problems. I love, uh, I believe that meeting new people, it's a passport for new adventures, uh, and particularly about my job or what I have been doing. I co-founded the first co-working space in my country. I co-founded an application, uh, a telemedicine application in my country. Now with Maggie, my partner, we have Bravan. We try to help. We try, no, we help companies to create equal opportunities for, for persons in their, in their organizations. Um, I also coach females on the, on some challenges in their lives, especially related to their executive, uh, careers or their careers plan. But most of it, uh, I believe in collaboration. I love uh, the life I have. Uh, and I love to think myself from Maldonado, Uruguay, next to the sea and the woods, to the world. Uh, and I'm very happy to be in this conversation. Uh, Maka, uh, so you started a lot of things. And what is it that you think is making you a starter of things? Like, wh wh why are you so that done so many, not just first, First, but things that you uh, wanted to create from zero. What what is it the drive that you have? Oh, great question. You know, it was in Serbia that I was. Uh, somebody told me I was a fire starter, and I loved that definition of myself. Uh, I I believe it has to do about um, solving problems, but about I know I, I trust people. I trust that if we involve the correct people in, in the teams. We can solve whatever challenge we have. If we are em empathic, if we put people in the center, uh, if we try to really understand uh, what's going on with each stakeholder and the problem. So I think it's because of that, because I'm brave. And also because I always think that uh, even if the worst thing happened, it, can it, it can't be terrible, you know? Like it's, what's, what's, what, what if I fail? 
I would have learned. And I think it's like a muscle because the first time I started stuff, it was very, very, very difficult. And I was very, very afraid and frightened about what happens if I failed. But I failed so many times in my life that now I know that anytime I fail, I will learn so much. I will meet a lot of people that it's like, I would say it's the best university doing stuff in the real world. Like, I don't know, I had the privilege to study in very amazing universities, but still the best thing about being alive, it's trying, it's learning, it's starting. Uh, because starting again, it's not starting over. It's not, you know, anytime I start again that I do it all the time. And I, and I love that energy, that adrenaline about, you know, dreaming about something and making it true or not. But only that trip, that journey makes me happy. So it's so interesting. You talk about embracing, you know, your attribute as a starter, as um, somebody in Serbia might have referred to as a fire starter, which I think is amazing. And um, so some of us might think that if you are a starter, you might not necessarily be a finisher. And in some respects, maybe people will see that as somebody who then maybe isn't very successful because you don't finish things, but you start them. So I, this is not what I'm saying, but I think that might be a thought. So in that regard, as a starter, as Maka, how do you define success? What is success to you? When do you know, ah, I've started something, I've started a fire and it's burning well? First of all, like we are all different and we all bring different stuff for the table. A person that wants to stay all the time in the same place or to support or to de develop projects, it's a different profile. Like, I don't know, uh, in my case, and that's an ex excellent question because my definition of success changes all the time. For me, success is being okay with the woman that I am, with the life I have, with my daily agenda, waking up and say, hey, great, I have, um, I have a conversation with Navisa and Zoya today to start my day. After this conversation, I have a coaching session with a, a woman I, I'm helping. Like for me, that is success. And that I'm giving it all every day. Like if I go back, I would have done the same every day. And all that I have learned, like it, I know, I believe you, it's to start, it's the most difficult thing because finishing, uh, and also it's about um, learning new stuff. The, the truth about not finishing is I get bored. Once I, I'm, I, I, I am able to learn about something, about one topic, to solve it, for me, it's not sexy anymore. And for me, that's, that's about success, but about the adrenaline of keep learning stuff and to keep spilling over in all the projects because to any new project will be benefit from all the ones that I've been working on in the past. For me, success, it's been myself all the time. In all the places where I am, being the same, the same maca that goes to a meeting, the same maca that comes home, back home with Diego to have dinner, and the same maca that stands on a stage for a lot of women to share with them uh, how I got here. And it's about being okay with myself, being nice and kind to myself. Maka, uh, I just figured out when I was listening to you talking, and that's something that we interviewed Nuabisa but didn't touch upon. But I think it's uh, a common trait of you both. You're very dedicated to the work you do. And I know that sometimes you can work for hours, <laughs> uh, tens of hours at a time. But on the other hand, you are also very dedicated to your life beyond work. And I think uh, you have the same level of enjoyment, of engagement, of uh, thrive uh, 
uh, in both of those fields. And I think it's actually very rare because usually th that's what I've noticed that people who are very much driven at work, somehow their whole life moves around that work. And I for sure know that it's not the case with you. So um, now I just wanted to ask, how do you manage to maintain the same level of energy across your whole day and night so that you still are on a very high level of engagement in every uh, segment? And of course, I might be wrong. So uh, let's. No, you are not, and I love that question because it's very much about me. And actually, yesterday I was having a conversation about this. First of all, like my friends, my 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 social life, it, that that's my family. It's my support, my network, you. Like, and for me, um, that that's the most precious thing I have. And what, something I realized is that that's my fuel. You know, like I know yesterday somebody worked the whole weekend, and and a lady asked me. You don't get tired. Like when? When do you stop? And and what do you have for breakfast to, for having that energy? And the truth is that also my friends, my network, my uh, are the ones that support me, that encourage me. And and for me, it's kind of uh, I can't work the whole day and go to sleep. Like it's it's where I nurture myself, you know. Like uh, and also where it's about also to uh, about engaging and, and to being part of my community. It was supports me. It was makes me maca, and also um, I use this. It, it's the same maca in the sense that I connect worlds. I connect people, uh, and I could I could share the story of my life if I explain people I met on the way. Uh, and for me, having dinner with my friends, getting together to have wine, going to the beach one weekend all together, having a barbecue in my home. My home it's a club, and I love that. Because I, it's a way also to give back, but also to, I know, my, my home is an open home. I have an spare room and everybody knows they can, they can come to have the weekend. I learn, I nurture. For me, it's kind of my, my medicine, my fuel. Uh, I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't think of me only working or only, uh, like, being productive. For me, uh, that's my way to, to nurture, I think. That's very true because we've been around you day and night. And so we know that the same levels of energy exist across all parts of the day. And, and I think that's nice to know that about yourself. And yet it's quite interesting because for me, it almost brings in the wisdom that you expect to receive or hear from somebody who's lived a very long life. And I'm wondering, I'm curious about bringing in a character who I've come across in your social media and whom you talk about from time to time, and that's your grandmother. I know that you have a very visible and somewhat adorable relationship with your grandmother. And is there anything that you'd be willing to share with us about her and perhaps how she's influenced how you move through the world today? Because I think what you've said is actually very, very wise. Yes. And actually now she's getting very, very old. And last week I, I visited her and she told me something that for me was kind of a gift. And she told me uh, she's getting to the end and she's realizing that. So she's in the in the time about like she wants to share with me stuff. First of all, she taught me that unconditional love, like being kind. My grandmother is the place where I, uh, it's the home and the place where I can go there anytime, whatever happens and everything will be OK. And that safe space for me, it's sacred, but because it's the only person in the world that offered me that place. And the last week, she told me something that for me was very wise, that it was 
Maka, you know, everybody in their lives has a very small window through which be happy. But most of the people don't know they have that. And for me, it was very interesting because I also say that in another way. I always say that you can be happy depending on the on, on the glasses you are wearing. You know, like I believe that once we realize that the key conversation or the key challenge in our life, it's with ourselves and we adjust and we pay attention, we had the conversation with ourselves. All our life and all the people around us change. We cannot control or change anybody. And that, it took me I, I, almost my whole age, like my 37 years old to find out that. And that changed my life forever. Like I don't need approval from anybody outside. Once I'm okay, once I uh, hug my own self, I, I say, okay, I need to be my own best friend. If I am not on my side, how I'm going to expect that another person would be on my side or understand me or be, you know? So since then, and that changed my life, changed how I look at myself because you realize that I realize that the way I look at me, it's the way that the rest of the world sees me, you know? And that, that for me was revolutionary. Now I, I learned that everything is with myself in the, any challenge, of course, that we develop and we learn in interaction with others, but that people are mirrors that came to teach me stuff. And that changed my, I, you know, I realized I was very hard on myself. And since I realized that, and now I'm very had that muscle, very trained I say, Hey, why are you talking to yourself like that? Who told you that? Who told you that's true? Don't believe what you think. That changed my life. And that's since then I'm in peace. Since then I feel enough. Since then I feel I can do any revolution because it's with myself. If I change, all my background, all, all the things in my life change. Maka, uh, I actually know that you live what you just said. And I think Nobis and I all uh, have the pleasure to, to see you in all kinds of different actions. And uh, this um, self-motivation and self-appreciation and that you're trying to share it with the rest of us as well. But uh, it's something that's continuous. But I know that sometimes it happens, the situations when you forget about it. And not in the sense that you forget about that you are not enough, but somehow the life and the, 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 the momentum takes you. Uh, and then uh, you need to, I know for a fact, and for me, that was very interesting when we were traveling together in South Africa, you were talking a lot about, a lot about it, but you have a, a medical condition which uh, reminds you when it's time to stop. So basically your body is also kind of a reminder for you that you've gone too far into doing something that maybe you shouldn't. So is um, how are you actually coping with that uh, apart from what I said is like a positive side because that uh, somebody, something tells you sooner that, that uh, you should change your direction. But in general, how are you coping uh, with with the the issue you are having and what do you see like uh, is it stopping you is it motivating you uh how it changed your outlook on life and is it actually that as well affecting what you are saying well i think that's a result of this because i i what i learned it's that my biology my body is what 
I will explain. I have a condition on my intestine that it was a, co- a consequence of very, uh, very stressful years, a lot of years ago. But since then, anytime I'm doing, uh, I'm, I, I go into situations or places where I cannot evolve or I cannot be myself. The thing I was talking about is when I'm not okay with myself, my intestine screams and it gets inflammated and it bothers and it say, Hey, Maka, move forward, get out of there. For me, now that I know that, like, but this also an invitation and it like pay attention to your body, pay attention to yourself. And I think it's, it's, it's in the same line of, of the other thing about hug the conversation with yourself. Because if you don't do that, if you don't stop, and that's something I, I learned because of this, but in, in a harder way, if you don't stop, your body will scream. You know, I would love to, to have a, a much more healthier intestine, but I cannot go back there. But what I learned is anytime my body speaks or screams, pay attention to it. And it's in, in the line of that. Now I'm okay because I made some adjustments on my diet, but especially, I know I quit for a job last month because my intestine got inflammated and it was a very interesting challenge. The money was awesome, but it was a place where I wasn't coherent. The project wasn't coherent. And I didn't, at the, at the, at the beginning, say, oh no, this is a great opportunity. I will be able to cope with these. Like, no, that thing of, of superhero, we, we, sometimes we believe we are and we are not. It took me six months my intestine starts screaming. And I say, the day I wake, woke up, and I, I think we had, I talked with you that day. I say, okay, this is over. Like I woke up, I, was, I wasn't feeling well. It was my intestine again. And I told my boyfriend, I'm quitting this job. It's a, the, my decision, it's made. And for me now that, it's an alarm. It's a, a self-control. But what I would share with our audience is don't wait until you have something wrong on your body don't don't wait until your body is screaming be much more um open and and observe yourself much more so you can see stuff when they are starting and not where they are already conditioned which is super powerful because as much as we're hoping that people aren't going to wait until their bodies are screaming at them but there is almost maybe the security that you have where you know that you've got this awareness where you can pick up even on the smallest meaning of a headache or a sore foot because you, you're understanding that this is some form of feedback, which I guess would make you maybe a little bit brave as you go into certain situations. So whilst you're brave because you have this amazing integration between your psyche and your biology, I'm wondering what frightens you? Wow, that's a difficult one. Um, what frightens me? Uh... One thing that frightens me is when I get old, like my grandmother, realizing that I maybe worked too much or that I didn't stop enough, for example. Like, for because I am so enthusiastic, I have so much energy, I love what I do, that sometimes, like, I know, because it's, some, it's a practice to put myself first. What frightens me is that, like, don't be coherent on that way because it's a practice and something I forgot. Uh, but then I'm not afraid of a lot of things, re- really. And th- I think that's because uh, I'm in peace. That's because I I don't know. Uh, I have done so many stuff. I have failed in so many ways. Like, and that's another thing that frightens me. Maybe it's my health, but um, I don't know. I would say that um, realizing that maybe I didn't enjoy enough or that I worked too much. Uh, maybe that, but I, I'm really, if you ask me now, 
there are not a lot of stuff that frightens me. And that what makes you so fantastic, Maka. And so as we wrap up this conversation, you know what comes up, which is the question of Maka, what makes you rock? Um, what makes me rock? Um, the ability to build uh, friendships and, 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 uh, and communities around me that supports me, that make me braver, that make me a better version of myself. Uh, my friends make me rock. I think, I think. No, we've absolutely seen this in action and it's been such a pleasure being in conversation with you, Maka. I feel like we could have chatted a little bit longer, but maybe we'll have another conversation amongst ourselves as the She Rocks team. Thank you for your time, Maka. Zoya, so wonderful to see you and to everyone listening, keep thank rocking. You, thank you. Thank you, ladies. Okay, bye. Thanks. She Rocks Global is a podcast collaboration produced by Macarena Botta, Nwabi Samayema, and Zoya Kukic. This season of She Rocks Global was recorded in the American Corner Cape Town, which is also where you will find our sound engineer, Tikrai Gegana. Theme music for this podcast is composed and arranged through a collaboration between South African musician Nosihe and Hannah Sagasa from Germany. Mixing engineer is T Luminous. She Rocks Global is a podcast that showcases the stories of perfectly imperfect women from around the world. Should you be or know someone whom you think we should be talking to, please contact us through our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter channels. Handle She Rocks Global. Hashtag She Rocks. Until next time, keep rocking.